0: Hi there, you're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, author, and most importantly, mom. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side by side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek like me, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi there, you're listening to episode 80 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you a really special conversation that I had with two dear friends and colleagues, Chelsea Pites and Marky Lemons-Ryle. Both of these ladies, uh, you have heard on our podcast before, we've featured both of them numerous times, but in this particular conversation, we had a really great conversation about a number of topics. Now, Marky and Chelsea are both keynote speakers, social media strategists and authors, uh, just like myself, but this conversation, I have to tell you guys was a little bit different, a little bit more personal. We talked about a number of things. We talked about sexism, racism, especially when it comes to being speakers uh, in the real estate industry. We talked about being a conscientious leader and having empathy, especially during the times that we are in right now. We also touched on things like how to have multiple revenue streams, the power of self-publishing books, and we also talked about the power of podcasting. So we covered a lot of Hot topics in this conversation. So, you're going to listen to an interview and a conversation that we had a few weeks ago. I wanted to make sure we shared it here on our podcast. Uh, It was a great conversation, great interview. Um, We're going to put the link to the original broadcast below. So, if you'd like to watch us on video, you can do that. I'm also going to link up to a number of resources where you can connect with Marky and Chelsea. These ladies are the real deal. And I was so excited to be able to have this conversation. So, Get ready. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Facebook Live. What's going on? I think we are live. It looks like we're live, which is awesome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to be here today. My name is Katie Lance, founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting and the Get Social Smart Academy. And we have a very special, candid conversation today. We are back with two of my best my best buddies here, especially in real estate. My pa- two of my best gal pals, uh, we've got Chelsea Pites and Marky Lemons-Ryle in the house. Both are accomplished keynote speakers, authors, moms, rock stars, and we are excited to have a conversation. So Chelsea, Marky, welcome, welcome. Thank Hello, you for having us.
1: Woo! <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> I had extra caffeine this morning to get for
0: <laughs> Extra, extra. So we are, uh, we're excited. We're going to have a candid conversation, as it says here. <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, who have been following us, you know that, gosh, probably about a month or two ago, we got together, the three of us, and had a really great conversation um, about a lot of topics. And we thought, you know what, let's let's do this again. Let's come back. Let's have a conversation. Uh, and we, we've got some hot topics <laughs> for today, uh, some really big topics. We're going to ta- uh, tackle some things like, Sexism and racism. Uh, we're going to talk about conscientious leadership and empathy. We're going to talk about multiple revenue streams and the the power of self publishing, which all of us have done. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the power of podcasting. So uh, this probably could be four separate topics, but we thought, you know what? Let's just let's just dive in. <laughs> we're going to hit all of them uh, and cover some really really good stuff. So. Are you are you two ready? Are we ready to do this?
1: Now that you went through that whole list, I feel like we like we should be doing a five PM with some like a line <laughs> or something. <laughs>
0: It is Friday. A
1: lot of really awesome topics. We're excited.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And
2: <laughs> it's 5 p.m. somewhere in the world. So you can <laughs> look, and look, and we're still quarantined. So just go drink.
0: <laughs> yes, there you go. You. Every there time, you go. I'm
1: just going to call Marky every time. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, what, yeah, do. <laughs> let me see. It's five
0: somewhere. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Awesome. I'm going to say hi to a few folks who are watching us live. I see Yolanda. Cruz is in the house. uh, Catherine's here. Frankie Joel's here. Good to see you, Frankie. Catherine Clark is here from uh, Boston. We've got Linda from Arkansas. Maureen is here. Kelly is here from Omaha. Uh, We've got Renee from uh, uh, Southern California. Frankie says, so many great topics. Can't wait. Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Well, let's dive in. Okay. So the first topic we want to talk about, um, it's, it's a big one. You know, last time we got together, we chatted about all the social injustice that we saw happening in the world and sadly is still happening in the world. And we all chatted right around it was right after, I believe the death of George Floyd. And, you know, that conversation, um, was an amazing conversation, I think, and I and I am so grateful that we had that. And that kind of brought up this conversation also, like, in addition to racism, um, some sexism that, unfortunately, I think we've all kind of experienced in one way or the other, especially when it comes to being a speaker in this industry. And so I'd love to just kind of chat a little bit about that. We're going to dive right into the deep end of the conversation. Um, and Marky, I'd love if you would start us off and just, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing, Have you have you experienced... Um, sexism. In well, this industry? So let me
2: say this. This is what's interesting. I didn't even pay attention to sexism in the industry because I always thought it was racism. Mm. And so it wasn't until you made a post on Twitter a couple of years ago that it hit me. Oh, there's this thing called sexism because I was always thinking it was racism. Yeah. So have I experienced an ism? Yes. But I think that I've had the opportunity to experience racism. Sexism and fatism, because there are people who, because you're overweight, they have these beliefs about being overweight. See, I yeah. think I'm the finest thing showing up at the party. I don't care what my weight is, right? And I <laughs> dare you to call me out my name, okay? And so I've realized that I have experienced racism or sexism, and I will say I live in a sexist household, I 100%, 100% believe that my husband and my sons have a certain uh, set of views that, one, women shouldn't do certain things. Now, as speakers, we as women leave our husband and our children to go out into the world to do what we love. There are a lot of women who aren't comfortable who think they're not doing a good job as a mother and a wife if you leave your children overnight to go do something that you love. What I will tell every woman when it comes to those beliefs, I see women who stay at home every single day and their children have not fared any better than mine. And that's my only comparison that I have a 24 year old son. I started off as an unwedded mother. He's a college graduate, no kids, no tattoos, has a good job. And I see a lot of people who've never had the opportunity to do what I do and their children haven't fared any better. So, yes, we do see that, especially when it comes to pay whether that's race, Or sexism. And I was asking a CEO a couple of weeks ago, because at the end of the day, our reviews are as high, if not better than men. Okay, and I think that we should be paid accordingly as much based on the outcomes. So if people if we're meeting those learning objectives and we have high class reviews under no circumstances should we make less money than men. And we know who some of them are who don't deliver and perform at the high level in which
0: we perform. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I, I absolutely I absolutely agree. Uh, Chelsea, how about you? What what are your uh, what are your thoughts? So you do you feel like you've experienced this or uh, you know, what's what's interesting,
1: and, and uh, Katie and I just spoke at a fantastic event yesterday online, the Woman Up and California Association of Realtors event, and we were talking about specifically parenting during a pandemic, which um, we, I jokingly say I'm not sure if I'm the greatest person to talk to about that because I'm, I'm just trying to survive every day. Sir Thrive was our word that we picked up from that amazing conference. Um, and, uh, I, and I'll share these links. I'll get them over to Katie so you can post them in, in the comment thread as well. Um, you know, there's been to Marky's point, the, the the parental guilt of, you know, traveling and leaving, and certainly none of us are traveling right now, but that, that uh, you know, for me rang true, is the feeling of, oh my gosh, mom guilt, having to leave the family and travel. You know, we're all so passionate about the industry and our topics and what we do, and education specifically is such a passion for the three of us that, that's what I, I think I can speak for all of us gets us going and it, it makes us the, the moms that we are and the, the people and the entrepreneurs entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and so that has uh, always played in, but also too, in this last few months, I was reading some articles from McKinsey and the New York times and, you know, really looking at what, who will be impacted perhaps the most and how will the economy be impacted for parents who typically are traditionally full-time working and and are taking on now you know additional responsibilities of helping with the education my son is very young so i can speak only for myself i have to be there to help i have to be there to you know go into the different sites so it definitely has impacted um, my work day and the hours, and I feel the days are, are longer, um, that I'm, I'm very, you know, interested. I know you talked about, is there, what can we do? I, I don't know if I know the answer to that, but uh, I do think that, you know, especially working parents right now, it's it's definitely a challenge. Um, but as far as speaking, I have seen, uh, I, I don't feel that I've personally experienced it, but I do see a lot of panels with, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, where, where, where are we represented? (laughs) Where's the, you know, inclusion and diversity? And um, I'm, I'm hopeful that that will continue to evolve over the next, you know, months and years for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I I like that you brought that up because I, I agree. I think, you know, I mean, there's been lots of events I've been at and, you know, people will say, "Oh, there's there's lots of women speakers," and you look at the list, and there's you know ten speakers, and two are women, <laughs> right? Or, or three are women. And um, I saw something. I can't remember what it was. It was just an example of how a lot of times when we 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 look at a certain race, whether it's a certain gender, we think, "Oh, it's it's balanced, right?" It, but <laughs> it's not always. That's not always the case. And I know myself. I have felt like, "Oh, kind of the the token female." Uh, many times I've gotten asked, I've gotten phone calls, or people say, "Oh, we just we just realized we don't have any female speakers, and we would love for you to speak." And no, we don't have a budget because we spent all of that <laughs> on our big keynotes. Uh, and I can laugh about it because I think it's ridiculous, <laughs> personally. Uh, but I, I think it's important to to talk about it because it's unfortunately it's it, it's out there, and I think with everything going on in the world with. With racism, I think for me, it's opened my eyes, not just to are there female representation, but uh, is there diversity, right? How many black people are on stage? How many other people of color are on stage, right? And, uh, <laughs> Marky, you're laughing, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm going to start wearing a t-shirt.
2: I'm the exception. I should be the norm. And I, I honestly, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm one of the tokens, me and Terry Watson, right? Me, Terry Watson and Robert Morris. I should not know all the black speakers by name right. in the world of real estate. Like to me, that's absolutely shameful. It should be a couple of them. I don't know their name because we represent, you know, the percentage of people of color in the real estate industry. But that's just uh, simply not the case. So even though I'm elated. <laughs> that I'm the the chosen one, the token, whatever word you want to use. I still believe that there should be more. There should be more women, there should be more people of color. Yet, guess what? We need some more Hispanics, we need some more Asians because all of them
0: represent this industry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, it's it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing when you have different voices and different different opinions and different you come with come with different backgrounds and different cultures. So you know, and, and you brought up something, uh, <laughs> which I thought was, was I kind of smiled when you said it, Marky, you know, about, about size and shape. And you and I personally, you know, privately have, have, have talked about this. And, and I agree. There's a lot of preconceptions that I think a lot of us have when we are of a certain size or we look a certain way, you know, and uh, it's you know, it's, it's interesting. I know for myself, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, but I think it's important to to talk about it because it's, it's out there, you know, it's, I'm sure we all, and and I think in general, we all, we stereotype different folks. That's how our brain works. You know, uh, there's a lot of brain science around that, but I also think we have a lot of unconscious bias, you know, and we've talked about, I think we talked about that here last time on, on this, uh, on this, on this Facebook live, not this Facebook live, but our last Facebook live. (laughs) So Marky, do you think there's anything that we, we could do, I mean, on, on our end, or do you think for the folks listening, there's a lot of folks who are listening right now, whether they're they're listening live, or maybe they're listening later when we put this on the podcast, and they're a part of events, you know, they're part of planning events. So are there any, any thoughts or suggestions you might have, Marky, as you know, that that we can do better about all this? One thing I think, they should
2: definitely look at their membership and make sure that when they're picking speakers that the speakers are representation of the membership. With that being said, There should be more women on stages than there are men in the world of real estate because we're an industry that has a larger female population than male population. That would be first and foremost. Uh, To be able to share those stories that we just shared about the guilt that we potentially might feel or for other women to validate. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I worked and I was gone from home. or I worked these long hours. But let me tell you about the success of my children. Right. Um, That a woman can share because men leave their families every single day and they don't feel not one ounce of guilt as a result of doing it. Right. It's kind of to be expected. Why can't women leave? And it's expected. Right. Uh, We're leaving them, I I would assume, with somebody who we think is capable of taking care of them. Uh, The next. So I want them to look at it as a percentage. I believe that each of us could even mentor someone. Uh, giving them the information that it took us years to obtain. So I'm consistently mentoring another African-American speaker because, one, I want them to understand they can do more than just be a CE instructor. And not that there's anything wrong with teaching CE, but there are other things that one can do outside of just teaching CE classes at their local association. So one, to mentor and coach the next generation. Uh, and then, too, as directors of education, CEOs of smaller realtor associations, I think that they should definitely look at their speaker lineup and that they should make sure that the percentages are matching who their current membership is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to give a shout out. I see a lot, a lot of great comments coming in. Um, Let's see here. I can see my husband in the other room watching, which is awesome. He <laughs> says we need more women in leadership. Yes, we do. <laughs>
2: hey, I you're love loving your Thank husband you right now. I mean, <laughs> he's on fire on the internet, and I know that our husbands are slow to adapt to it, but he's on fire on his Facebook yeah.
0: page. So shout out <laughs> to you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> he he is on fire. I will say that for sure. For sure, Cameron Scott says hi, ladies. Great topic. Watching you from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Natalia makes a really great mm. comment here. She said, let's see if I can pop this up on the screen. This is a really good one. She says, how about, women, how about women who are over 60? How about women who've lived through the changes? When I started out, I couldn't even have a credit card in my own name. It had to be my mm. husband's name, and I earned more money than he did. Um, would you like to hear about this topic? Yes. Uh, you mean, Natalia, you are a generation that has helped pave the way. I mean, we we talk about things that we're dealing with right now, but holy cow. I mean, you have, you've experienced things that we have not. So I, I agree. I think that would be a great topic. I, and it's not just, uh, you know, gender, age is a part of that, you know, not just gender or race. I think age is a huge part of that. I love that. What's funny is we see,
2: we see Caucasian men over the age of 60 all the time on stages. Mm -hmm. And now that she, and now that she said that I could And I don't want to age anyone, so I'm not going to call out any names. There are a handful of women who I think are over the age of 60 that we see um, uh, time and time again. But I would definitely say a lot of the men that we see are over the age of 60. And if you looked at CRS, the population of those who hold the CRS designation, they're one of the oldest populations within the realtor organization. Mm. I want to say the
0: average age is like 65. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm just looking at, uh, this comment just made my, made my, made my eyes open. It says Joyce said, I couldn't have my tubes tied without my husband's consent. Holy moly, Joyce, we have come a long way. Holy cow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow! Linda says, I remember well, age discrimination does occur. Yes. And that is a whole nother level of discrimination. Absolutely. We think people of a certain age, you know, we have certain biases against that. Um, I want to I want to kind of transition because I feel like this is such a great transition to a topic you brought up, Chelsea, last time we talked, and this idea of just being a little bit more conscientious, right, of the world around us. And I think all of us have a responsibility as leaders, whether in our own home, uh, in our local community, to be a little bit more conscientious when it comes to being a leader, being a little bit more empathetic. So. I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that because you, you brought this up last time and I was like, that is such a a beautiful sentiment that I think we all need to work on a little bit. And it relates well to what we're talking about here.
1: (laughs) Well, um, I'm going to get vulnerable, which, you know, hopefully will be (laughs) helpful to everyone who's listening. And I think this is what this is. Candid conversations is about being vulnerable and transparent and, and connecting and, and truly is about being empathetic. And, you know, we've had some incredible comments here, Um, yes, there's so many things that we could have, and this will be a great sounding board for us to have future conversations from ableism to ageism. And, you know, one of the things that I talked about yesterday as well, after we had our our conference, I was uh, being interviewed on a podcast and I was talking about my anxiety and what it was like having a mental, you know, health issue that, you know, I've had my entire life. And I've recently started talking about that in the last few months, more openly, and you know, that's something that also we should be normalizing a discussion around. And what what I've learned through you know the the experience of living with that is that I'm much more empathetic or I like to think that'm I'm, I'm working towards being empathetic because I hope that somebody would be empathetic you know with with me as well. And um, so when we all kind of started talking several months ago, and the first thing was the pandemic. You know, people came to us and said, Oh my gosh, what do we say? And all of us were like, Well, we've never been through a pandemic before. But but we all said, Listen, let's be empathetic, let's be conscientious, let's there's ways to talk about all kinds of topics without, you know, attacking. And we can, you know, have very conscientious types of empathetic conversations. And and so yeah, that's what I, you know, kind of have been in my mind swirling around. I don't know if I have an exact definition of what it looks like yet, but in my mind it means showing up and being empathetic and, you know, being a bit transparent and vulnerable. And I think all of us are on this journey to have these kinds of discussions to continue learning forever and ever. It's my learning will never stop. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that idea of, you know, I don't know, conscientious leadership, you know, think about yourself, think about others. Can we have empathy? What's going on? You never know what's going on in someone's life. You know, people are shocked sometimes to hear when I tell my stories and they're like, oh, it looks like you have this like perfect life. I'm like, well, no, I mean, everybody's got something going on. You just don't know if the person on the other end of the phone or the en- other end of the Zoom call has lost someone during this time. Has you know themselves gotten sick. Um, has something tragic happening. Somebody could have lost their job. I mean, there's all sorts of things that are happening in our lives, and we don't we don't know that. And so, I think a little empathy can go a really long way.
0: Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. And we're, I've seen lots of positive comments. Thank you, Rose, for your comment. Uh, and uh, Natalia made a really great comment uh, about uh, about getting paid as a speaker yes gosh we could have a whole show just about that maybe that'll be the next show <laughs> well I, I I love that you that you shared that and thank you for sharing your 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 own personal experience and your personal journey because I think Chelsea a lot of people think they see they see things just through the lens of social media and oh, we right. tend even though I think all three of us do a really great job but we do share our behind the scenes we do share the days we're not wearing makeup and, and all that but we don't share everything, you know, you don't, don't, there's, there's, there's definitely a level that I think all of us, you know we have boundaries. And so sometimes we people don't realize that, yes, we do have bad days. There are you know life life is not all sunshine and and Instagram stickers and
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. or bad months or bad weeks. I talked yesterday on the pandemic panels, like, hey, I'm just gonna be the first to admit first few months, dumpster fire. <laughs> it was yes. Not good yes. working at all. Yes. Everything went out the window. <laughs> and you know, that's okay. Uh, I just want people to know that it's okay. Yeah. To talk about these things, to ask for help, to know that people, us and, and, and other people that we see, you know, we, we aren't perfect, nor do any of us I think ever have claimed to be. And we've got all sorts of things just like everybody else. And, you know, it, like you said, you know, social media can give you a lens of everything being positive and perfect and success and you know it's i know the 3 of us have have decided to share you know a little bit more of what it's like when it's not always perfect and and you know the conversations that i've had privately one on one with the people who have engaged with those those co- topics and content i mean totally worth it just I mean, really made me feel like, oh, I'm so I'm so glad I shared it because I didn't want to for months. I thought, oh, gosh, no, I don't want to share that. I don't want to talk about it. I'm afraid. Um, and I'm so glad that I did.
0: Yeah, I agree. Linda Hobkirk is here. She says being empathetic and kindness goes a long ways. No one is perfect. Absolutely. Marky, what are your what are your thoughts about about this? You know, I know, I mean, obviously, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on in the world and uh We love your. We love your. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, you
2: know, I had an interesting conversation with my family over the last couple of days, and we were talking about jealousy. And I said it's kind of amazing to me that people people are jealous of the glam, but they're not jealous of the work. So Mm -hmm. even though we're online and you know we're we're popular and we have businesses that are working for us, they don't understand the work. And this is not like we're not overnight successes. The decades of work that prepared us to be here right now. And I said, I wish people were jealous about the amount of work, the sacrifices that have been made that we put in every single day. But when it comes to empathy and everything that's going on right now, I made a post actually yesterday on Facebook and I showed a picture of me on the cover of a magazine from 2008 when I was the queen of foreclosures. And I said from foreclosures to pandemic, I have operated well in the midst of a crisis and I have publicly talked about what prepared me as a child to operate well in crisis. Both of, my, both of my parents were dope fiends, period. And even though they were functioning dope fiends, they were both using drugs at the same time. I, on the other hand, don't mess with nobody's drugs and just start drinking brown liquor, right? Probably more so because of the coronavirus, just to keep me level, right, <laughs> than anything else. Or the fact that my father's a four-time convicted felon. Or uh, in October, I've done videos on domestic abuse because my father took the liberty of whooping my mama's butt until she whooped his butt and he didn't lay another hand on her. So I've been very public in those discussions because I want people to understand, y- yes, I am successful and I am not apologizing for my success. It is, it is, it is earned and it is deserved because I've made a lot of sacrifices. I went through hell at a very early age in life, but it's also why I show so much gratitude to everything because I understand that once again, uh, when I said what, what, what it's not, it shouldn't just, I shouldn't. It shouldn't just be me. There should be other children who don't go on to drug addiction who had drug-addicted parents. Because, see, I'm supposed to be a dope fiend. I'm supposed to be a whole lot of things other than what I'm supposed to be. So I've taken the time to share those videos with people because I need them to understand, one, you can overcome any obstacle. And when I'm talking to them, they're getting... I have five good secrets, Katie and Chelsea, five good ones. I'm gonna hold on to that five. That is not gonna be none of Facebook's business, whatever they are, right? Um, (laughs) But I don't want people to think that it is, this is just easy, that life is just easy, that a lot of people who are where they are is because they're resilient, because they've had to overcome hurdles and obstacles. And with that being said, I treat everybody the way I want them to treat my children. So when I think about people, I think about my sons and how I want people to treat them. I don't treat anybody in a manner that I would not want my sons to be treated. And it changes how you will talk to people, how you will love on people, the consideration you will give to others when you keep your children in the back of your mind and you think of how you would feel if someone wronged them. Wow. Right. You just want to fight, didn't you? Didn't
0: you? <laughs> Better not treat my baby like that. <laughs> I think that was a big mic drop moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> I I absolutely love that. I, I you know, and I think you bring up a a, a point and you did you Okay, I think we just rebooted. <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> on our Facebook Live. Hopefully we're still live. Um Awesome. Yes. Mic drop moment. So mic drop Oh, We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Okay, good. Facebook live. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes back to you just, you just don't know, you know, I mean, I, as much as I know you, Margie, I didn't know that. I didn't know some of those <laughs> things that you shared. I mean, you know, you think, you know, you don't, you don't. And so we, I think coming at it from a place of empathy, especially with, with everything that's going on right now, I, I absolutely love that. Um, I'm looking at some of the comments. You're getting a lot of love. I love that. Cheryl, Cheryl and Johnson says our greatest success comes from our deepest pain. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Joyce uh, says life is not easy. I'm 71. I walk with a cane. It can't stop me. I love that. I raised my boys to be respectful and considerate. My parents were hardworking and taught me good work ethic. No retirement in sight. Yeah. Come on, Joyce. Let's do it. Let, Let do me say it. this
2: to Joyce. <laughs> um, I have luggage tags that state the date that I am going to retire. So I often joke about the fact that I've married well. My <laughs> husband is not rich, but he's a locomotive engineer, which means I'm going to get a spousal funded pension plan the day he retires. And I'm already vested. So that mm-hmm. means I want to be with him too, okay? Because I can leave him <laughs> today or tomorrow, right? Yeah. But I'm saying that to say this I set a goal that I will financially be able to retire. But based on everything that's going on in the country, the looting that occurred in the city of Chicago, I will work in the world of real estate until I draw my last breath, even Mm -hmm. though I will be financially eligible to retire whenever I, well, after the age of 63.
0: (laughs) I love it. So Joyce, me
2: and you, girl, (laughs) me and you, Joyce.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love it. And I can see there's so many of you commenting right now. I know I'm going to jump in the comments after our chat here and and uh, we'll definitely connect with you guys afterwards. I know Chelsea and Marky, if you guys have some time, jump in there. There's, there's some really great Absolutely. stories. I can see people sharing their stories, which is awesome. Yeah,
1: thank you for sharing it. your stories. That's, we appreciate that. Thank you for sharing the
0: stories with us. Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. Good stuff over there. I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we can, this is actually kind of a good transition because Joyce just brought up retirement. You brought up retirement, and that has to do with money, which is an important topic. And it's related to all this stuff. It's related to getting paid on stage, it's related to when we're going to retire. And sometimes the conversation of money is it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, people have different feelings about money. For a lot of people, no one wants to talk about money. For some folks, it's very private. Other people talk about it too much. But I wanted to kind of touch on it a little bit uh, today because I think it's an interesting topic. And Marky, I know you are very passionate about this. One of the things we talked about recently is how you are a big believer in um, not just revenue, of course, but multiple streams of revenue. So I would love if you would just kind of share. I know you're doing some really cool things. I've seen all your everything you're doing on Amazon, plus all the other stuff that you're doing. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that because I think it's such a powerful conversation. So, it probably comes
2: back uh, to mindset. I was born and raised a fifth generation entrepreneur. So my family long believes in making money, okay we we own Chicago's second oldest. Black restaurant, Chicago's oldest barbecue restaurant. We've been in business since 1954. And our year over year sales have grown because we were still open, because we were carried out and we never got looted. So I you know, so year over year, uh, the restaurant businesses, our restaurant business is thriving in the midst of the current problems uh and so i was raised to make and have my own money it was something that my grandmothers talked to me all the time about even though my grandfathers were the primary wage owners my uh, earners both of my grandmothers had houses that were paid for and money in the bank the day that they died they both believed in good credit and having their own money and they've been dead since 1988 and 1991 just kind of give you an understanding. And so when we think about income, I, I, you know, I, I am uh, in a unique category. I still get profit share from Keller Williams and revenue share from exit just uh, because they left that little gate open and I take advantage of both. I believe (laughs) in the power of a referral. So I get referral income. I get Amazon influencer income. I'm considered, and I think all of us are mid-level influencers. So people reach out to us to, um, for us to be an influencer for their products or services. I do I am an influencer, but only on products and services that I 100% believe in because I don't want to put my name behind you and ruin my reputation. We have author income. We have publisher income. We have print on demand income. We have stocks. And then I recently entered into the world of being a art collector, that just happened to happen, uh, that we bought some pieces of art my husband likes, and they're doing very, very well. Uh, So I believe in having multiple streams of income because my grandmothers instilled that in me, that even though they didn't earn the most money, they were very good at putting the money to, to the side for my grandfathers to be able to do some of the things and make the other investments that they made. I know what it is like to not have money. Uh, Everything that I had when the real estate market crashed, it crashed with the market and I was forced to come out of pocket to send my son to college. And I thought it was going to cost me. I said, I got $12,000 a year with your name on it. And it what I was $48,000, that's how much I was planning. And it came to $80,000. And I never and I drove the same car for over a decade. I never wanted my son to call me and need anything living in another city. And I couldn't say, let me transfer that money to you. It was just, and, and I did not ever want him to have the opportunity to tell me he was not going to bring me a degree, which I <laughs> display right here. <laughs> and so, proud mom. Right, so b- and because I was an unwedded mother, I took on the responsibility and mindset, right, that if what I can't do for him, I'm not expecting anyone else to do. So that's why I have these different sources of income, even though now I'm married and I have another child. It was from that what my grandmothers had to say. It was from the fact that I was an unwedded mother. And for lack of better terms, my oldest son's father has contributed less than five thousand dollars to his life in his total existence on Earth because I made it happen. you need to have those multiple revenue streams need to come in. And and I do all this as a real estate agent. I am a licensed managing broker. And all of these have something to do with real estate. Every last one, uh, except for this art collector thing. But guess what? It can only hang on the walls of a house, right? So uh, there you go. All of this uh, has come out of real estate.
0: Well, I I love that because it's, it's goes back to this idea of like not putting all your eggs in one basket. And I personally felt this really deeply back in March when all of a sudden every event that I had planned to go to was scrapped. Right. And like, for me speaking is a third of my revenue. So to be able to go, okay, like let's pivot. And luckily I've already, I've always done a lot of video and virtual training and and everything. So it wasn't, that huge of a pivot, but it certainly was a pivot. But you've always been really inspiring in terms of having those multiple, multiple re- revenue sources. I mean, for for us, it's speaking, which is now virtually, and and webinars, and all the training that we do, and consulting. We have our academy. Uh, like you, I've got an Amazon. I've set up an Amazon shop, which is really cool. Those of you guys watching, if you find that you're asked all the time about certain books that you love or certain products, like. Set, set yourself up as an Amazon affiliate. It's easy to do. Uh, and like you said, Marky, I mean, there's certain products that I will endorse. I have, I've, I've learned the hard way. You got to 120,000% believe in it <laughs> before you can endorse it. Uh, but having those, having those, uh, you know, diff- different levels, I think is huge. Chelsea, how about you? I know you've, you know, you obviously you're, you're with Fidelity, mm-hmm. uh, but I know you've got some different irons, irons in the fire as well. Right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, before, years and years ago when we were much, much younger, um, uh, we did own our own business. This was, you know, and I was a real estate agent. So at yeah. I, I, one time in my life, I, <laughs> I was more entrepreneurial. Um, and very
0: uh, very entrepreneurial. you're like, an what do they call it? An entrepreneur where you work for someone else. <laughs> for them, like. You are so entrepreneurial in your work ethic and 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 just everything about you. So sorry, oh, go ahead. And you.
1: <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I continue to work at is is understanding. Like I'm tr- starting to, you know, really look into. Um, understanding what the, you know, stocks are and terminology and all of these things. So there's a variety of different ways that you can uh, expand your, your opportunities and just like you mentioned, something as simple as, as the Amazon shop, which anyone in the world can do. If somebody says to you, hey, I, every time you you know, I love love on your videos uh, the clothing you wear or the yeah. makeup or what you know, anything yeah. or, you know, I, I know some uh, moms and, and dads on social media who are showing a lot of really great things they love to do with their kids. And people will ask them, oh, where did you get that? What kind of product is that? And you can just create, you know, those shops for anything. Um, Not to throw a curveball, but something you totally inspired me as we're just talking about this. And I think this is probably going to have to be another show (laughs) that we're (laughs) going to do. Of course, right? (laughs) The first thing you said was, you know, there's a lot of, people have a lot of feelings, emotions about money and talking about it. Yeah. And what really struck me, and I think this will have to be our next show, is, you know, for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, uh, imposter syndrome, you know, kind of is very, you know, engulfed in a lot of, of that. And, uh, I just, I've done some podcasts talking about that. And, you know, for me, I know that I've personally kind of gone through that, continue to go through that, whether it's different levels of, you know, am I the best mom I can be, or am I qualified to talk about this? And I'm like, well, I, I wrote a book on it and still I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, I wouldn't call myself an expert. So there's all of these internal, internal thoughts that we have, uh, around, around work and around, Um, you know, money. And so I think that's that's something that we should definitely talk about in another show is sort of how does imposter syndrome uh, impact uh, your ability for success. And I think uh, both of us agree that we want to be Marky when we grow up. I mean, <laughs> I'm so inspired. I mean, you see the legacy that is happening and being yeah. built right in front of us. I mean, uh, everything I see going on, I'm like, my gosh, I'm, I'm texting her. I'm like, how do you have the time? What, what are She's you doing there. over there? <laughs> it's
2: you know inspiring. what? Inspiring. Someone just asked, do I have a, a morning routine? And I do f- practice the uh the uh, miracle morning however what people don't understand is how i have the ability to say no so i always go I've had those feelings of being overwhelmed and like that is the worst feeling ever. I never like to feel overwhelmed. So I go back to my calendar and I tell people all the time, I don't have the time to do that or I can't facilitate that. So I have a lot of no's that come out of my mouth. But if you practice in that with your spouse and your children, you can tell other people no real easy. (laughs) So (laughs) I practice on them at home first (laughs) and to the point that they understand when the door is closed that I'm working or... Uh, mom, even my husband, he'll say, check your calendar first, because he understands how I always go to my calendar. So he never makes the assumption that I'm available to just do what he wants to do at whim. Mm-hmm. So you got it. We, we have to protect our space and I protect my space for work and because I'm an entrepreneur and I love what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. That. That's, that's, we got to add that to uh, one, one of us has got to take some notes because I think that's. <laughs> I, I, I have. I okay, good. It. I need You're <laughs> the note taker. I love it. I love it. Got and it. By the way, those of you watching live, do you are you are you liking this format? I mean, maybe this will, maybe this will. I don't know. Let's put you guys in the spot, but this could be a fun, fun thing we do on I, yeah you know, on the regular, Marky, yes. Don't tell me. Don't tell me no, Marky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, look, look, Katie, I don't say no to my good girlfriends out here knocking things out. Now, come on, man.
1: Love it, please.
2: And let me say this because a lot of people might not know this, but one of the people who inspired me to do what I do is Katie. Katie was one of the few women. On stage back in the day when she was at Inman. Right. It was you and Chris Smith. Just so you know, I've been watching you for some time that when I saw Katie do it, I said "Mm, they need Marky, too. That's what I thought. Right. And so, Katie, when I saw you on stage, I knew it was possible for me to be there.
1: Agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agree. yes. yes. Agree. Yes. Katie. Yes. We owe it. And, and honestly, the books too. Look who wrote their books first. Yes. <laughs> yes. Katie, be the
0: pioneer. Katie. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take the love. I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take it. I love it. I love it. I'm seeing lots of lots of love too. Frankie Joel says, "Keep it going. Love, love, love. I love. I love it." I saw a comment coming through. Let me see if I can pull this up here. This is a great one from Chelsea, wait, wait, or not from Chelsea for Chelsea. Uh, she says, "How do you have time to work in a job and be a social media queen?" <laughs> oh my gosh! You know
1: the the social media part for the most part. I mean, the stories format it, it it's a passion. I feel like in order to, you know, really be good at what you do, and I think we all three, like I said, share a passion for education. We share a passion for it, and things that I'm not passionate about, I don't do. And, and just, I really have tried and I'm like, and I tell people, if you don't love it, don't do it. And (laughs) I mean, as funny as it sounds, here we are social media experts who teach. I will be very honest. I never look at my insights or stats for Instagram stories because I love it. It's for me it's my jam. I don't want to get, you know, it's like getting on the scale. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I don't really need to know. If I, you know, have, have you know, <laughs> some more margaritas, and be fine. Um, because I really love, I really love doing it. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, I think all of us agree doing our own social media is a lot, you know, it's a lot sometimes. And, uh, Katie knows she's slapped me on the wrist. You know, I don't batch content. I'm a rule breaker. I, I (laughs) it's all
0: good. It's all good. I should be
1: more efficient and you know, we'll have a whole show on how to be more efficient and how not to do what Chelsea does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, that is a perfect segue because the last hot topic, uh, and I know we're going a little bit over. I, I apologize, but our last hot topic, which is related to all of this, is podcasting. And all three of us uh, are podcasters. And I, I think I was late a little bit late on the podcasting game. I mean, Chelsea, you've been podcasting feels like forever. Marky, you're rocking it with your podcast. If you guys are not following and subscribing to Chelsea and Marky's podcast, I'm telling you you're missing out because I listen to it each and every week as I'm doing my hair, or makeup, or multitasking whatever like. And both of you, I don't know if you know this, really inspired me because I had I had done video and Facebook Live stuff for years and years and I was really intimidated by podcasting I was like I don't I don't, I don't know how did do, how does one get one on iTunes I had no idea <laughs> right and I remember chatting with both of you and you're just like just do it like it's all good you don't have to do your hair and makeup we don't want to although sometimes we you know we record it through video but so let's talk a little bit about that I know podcasting's made a big a big influence for me I've had my podcast now for over a year which is crazy um, but I would love to just chat with, with you guys for just a second about how how that's impacted you, how it's helped your business, um, and, and just you know your your thoughts about it. because I think it's it's a powerful it's a powerful piece of, of content because you own it, right? We own we own our podcast content. So um, Chelsea, do you want you want to kick us off here?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, funny story. And I think you know, Katie's and Mark, will laugh because they know me. Um, I only started a podcast because people kept asking me how to make one. I'm like, well, I can't actually teach people how to make a podcast unless <laughs> yeah. I have one. Yeah. And so I never intended to have a podcast. Now it's been over two years. I can't believe you've already had your one year anniversary on yours. It just seems like yesterday. Um, and what I found is that for me, There is something very different about creating content. And Many times when I'm on camera or on a Zoom or on a live, I'm very aware that I am in that format. With podcasting for me, I kind of almost don't even know what I said. It's like this, I'm in the zone.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm kind of in the zone. And and, and I'm like, oh, did I say that? Oh, that sounds pretty darn good. And what I love about it is, like you said, doing your hair and makeup, it's passive. So when we're consuming podcasts and I consume a lot of podcasts, um, because I can, while I'm doing other things, driving and cleaning and, you know, working out, whatever it may be. And the the average listener, I think it's something like 80% of people who listen to podcasts, listen to the whole thing. And so wow. with that consistency and people hearing your voice which is such a human element, the voice and your face I and mean, obviously they're not seeing your face but they are hearing your voice. Yeah. Um it, it was a very different kind of content process for me. It was it almost felt less stressful than other types of content that that I had created and um yeah, so after almost three years, I'm just still going, <laughs> still going, just rocking and rolling. And so it's I love it. networking. It's amazing networking to be able to reach out to someone and say, "I would love to highlight you and share your wisdom with the world." Yeah. And you know, most people, thank goodness, have said yes. Um, Marky, you know, said yes. I had to beg and plead with her, but <laughs> she finally said she would. No, she didn't. <laughs> Don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need to make a podcast together. I'm not, I'm not, you know, volunteering us, but I'm just saying it's an idea. It's an, it's idea. an idea. It's, it's an, an idea. idea sure.
0: <laughs>
2: so well, I, I, yeah. I want to say one thank you to Chelsea because she actually taught me how to do Alexa flash briefings, right? Which are small audio clips. But what I did not realize about a podcast before I had one is that people think it is more professional than our videos. And I think that maybe uh, Katie and I have the same process. I actually create my podcast from videos, but people will be able to see it on YouTube. And it's like, uh, it's just YouTube. But then they get to go to iTunes and listen to it. And it's so professional, right? With this intro, outro music. And I'm like, yeah, but it's this, it's (laughs) That's nothing but a video, right? And so, because I think we don't understand, a lot of people don't understand the process to create it, they definitely think that it's more valuable, okay? Uh, The Mm -hmm. fact that they don't have to watch and we get to go on trips and long runs with people. I think they find value in that. Uh, What I want to say is I don't know if it was the fact of publishing a book or starting a podcast that I was actually able to increase my fees substantially last year. And I don't know if I want to attribute it to the podcast or if I want to attribute it to the book. I will say that the reason to do both. And as my publisher told me, he said, Marky, and I, I am making money with the book he said don't expect you know to become a millionaire because yeah. you write this book don't have zero expectations of that he mm-hmm. said the book is going to help build your credibility allowing you to charge more yes. and everything they told me I would receive as a result I've had the opportunity to receive it
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I 100% agree with you I mean that i I've when we talk about, I mean, this kind of is like a full circle moment. We talk about getting on stage more. We talk about commanding a higher fee, commanding a you know, for some folks, commanding a fee in general. I mean, there is something to be said about saying you've got a you you are an author, you've published a book, and now nowadays it's it's easier than ever. And I think hand in hand with that is uh, is podcasting. It sort of elevates you know elevates your expertise you know for sure. Um, And I love how I feel like all of our podcasts are similar, but different. Right. We all kind of touch on social media. We all kind of touch on business. We all have a little bit of personal uh, that's in there as well. So um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm just looking at the chat here. Natalia says, you three are fabulous. I think that this format is fantastic. I love it. Yay. Thank you, Natalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine says, this format rocks. Thanks for keeping it 100 percent real. Because <laughs> only women can. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Natalia <laughs> asks, what uh, how long are your podcasts generally? That's a that's hmm. a really good question. For me personally, it depends. If it's just me, sometimes I do a lot of my podcasts where it's just me talking and they're like short, like five, 10 minutes, but then this will be on our podcast and this is, you know, almost an hour. So it's kind of depends. What about you guys? I would
1: say as long as you need it to be, you know, there's no rules, right? You know, yeah. if, if you need to go an hour and, and you are inspired and you are on fire and you're like, let's do this. Or if you're like, you know what? I'm going to do a seven minute podcast. Perfectly fine. Yeah perfectly fine, whatever, you know, however long it takes. But generally speaking, if it's solo for me, like Katie said, anywhere from probably 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And then if I'm interviewing someone, it's typically at least 30, but maybe 45 to an hour. Yeah.
2: I run the same range. Now my podcast producer would prefer if I kept it right at 30 minutes, because (laughs) Uh, something like 100% of the people listened to the 28 minute mark. And if they ever fell off, it was after that fact. So, in order to meet his goals, right, then I needed to be <laughs> a little shorter. <laughs>
0: That's uh, funny. That's it's all good. By the way, I am dropping a ton of links in the chat right here. We've got links to, if, if, if we are not all yet connected with all of you who are watching live, or maybe you're watching the replay, we've got, I've dropped links into Chelsea and Marquis uh, and myself's uh, website, our podcast, our book, our Instagram. Uh, we're all over. We can <laughs> connect with us on your platform, uh, platform of choice. Uh, so as we wrap up today... Any last uh, words of wisdom, any last uh, nuggets that either one of you want to uh, want to leave us with today? This has been so much fun.
1: Oh, I think Marky has to close this out. She always <laughs> has the best last words. <laughs>
0: what I would say um every
2: January, I sit down with a team of people and we watch the movie The Secret. Because so much has happened over the course of this year. I would encourage everyone to go. I don't you can watch it off of YouTube, but watch the movie The Secret and write down everything that you want to manifest regardless to what is going on in the world. The mm-hmm. things that I see happening right now is because it's been on my vision board. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to happen instantly. However, I had to go and sit down and come up with new goals because I had met all of my previous goals. So things like the movie The Secret, I think would be a great place. Generally, I watch it in January, but I'm doing, I'm going to do it mid-year, whatever month you want to call this, just to get me through the rest of the year because a lot of things did not go according to plan.
0: Yeah, I love that. We got to manifest you know, manifest what we what we want in, in life for sure. Chelsea, any, any last words of wisdom? Any that's I mean, speaking my language,
1: manifesting, right? That is absolutely, you know, we all I do the vision boards and <laughs> I write my goals. I've saved my vision boards for the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And it's it's frightening almost how when you go back and look at and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I got that. Yeah, that happened. I remember one time like there was some crazy little detail, and I was like, This is Bizarre, like how did this even happen? But yeah, I think you know, really, um, and self care, I mean, is always important. We talked about that this week is you know, take care of yourself, take time for yourself, even if it's 20 minutes a day alone, journaling or meditating or listening to a podcast or whatever it is. Um, self care matters, and um, also, I, I love that Marky said manifesting and, and setting that intention. For the week, the day, the next minute,
0: <laughs> the the
1: hour. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just minute by minute, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's it's so true, and especially with everything happening in the world, we can feel like we don't have control over a lot of stuff. So, really thinking about what are the things we do have control over, what are the what are, what are the actions we can take, how can we be more empathetic, how can we be you know more grateful, um, how can we you know maybe help someone else along you know along the way. I have to say one of the things that I've really tried to do over the past few months is try to shine the light on other people, you know, and when you can kind of take it off yourself, uh, and, and shine the light on somebody else. It's, uh, it's a really, really powerful thing. So that would be my last nugget. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave you guys with here today, but, uh, this has been awesome. Marky, Chelsea, I, this is always so much fun. Uh, this, this may be the start of something, of something, I don't know. It's a start of something. We, we got to do this again. As I said last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so much fun. And those of you who watch live, I can see all of your beautiful comments. Linda, Sheila, Catherine, Katie, Natalia, Joyce, Linda, Cameron, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, let us know what you think in the comments below. Let us know what you thought of this format. Um, if, you'd like, if you'd like other topics covered in the future, let us know as well. If you're watching later on the replay, uh, leave us a comment. One of the best things you can do, if this inspired you, share it out. You know, Share it with your friends here on, on Facebook, or if you're listening to this later on the podcast, do a little screenshot. Tag us on Instagram. Get, hell, you know. Help, help us get the word out we're trying to try to put some more positivity uh, out in the world right now so thank you so much ladies and please connect with marky and uh, and chelsea their contact information is below and we'll see you guys all real soon have an awesome day thanks marky bye everyone bye thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, we would love if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com or you can sign up for our free email newsletter. Find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.